All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Rolling through a lovely Thursday. Nice great day out again today. Oof. After the cold snap, I got it. it was great. And you know what? Uh, for all those uh, kids that are going to play in the uh, world's longest outdoor game, the first kids edition, they're going to go 72 hours. Good for those little rodents. Good for them. I love it. It's awesome. Teach them a little philanthropy. Uh, also uh, dealing with a little bit of pain, some blisters, lots of other things. Ah, who knows? A little guy pff, might not even get blisters. Something tells me a lot fewer pulled muscles from the uh, young lads and the uh, when the other gents were playing. That's uh, for sure. So uh, we'll have to uh, pop in there hopefully this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Get down there. Uh, cheer them on. Uh, they'll love it for sure. It's a good time. And we're going to have uh, Saker joining us uh, coming up a little bit later on this hour. But uh, first, we get to the uh, spec report brought to you by NextGen Transportation. Heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. Proud to be part of the MyShack group of companies. It's nextgentransportation.com. Uh, Monsieur Spector joins us. Uh, Mark Spector from uh, Roger Sports. That's spec. How you doing? Doing great, man. Ready for... Uh... Hockey game tonight. Let's go. Yeah, um, uh, Chris Knobloch uh, sent a very subtle message to his team. Hey, I thought we were getting stale. So uh, he's going to start the game with the lines that he ended the game with last time. Um, I actually think this is a really smart move by the coach. Where do you come out on it? I agree. I don't don't believe in, you know, never changing a winning lineup and then, because what happens is if you go on a nice long run everybody else gets the guys who aren't playing get stale the guys who are on the fourth line i'm fine with mixing this thing up at 14 games here it's time 
So I think, listen, the one thing you won't catch me doing is second-guessing a guy with Chris Knobloch's record behind the bench. (laughs) Every button he's pushed this year has been the right one. If he thinks this is the button to push today, you're not going to hear me tell second-guessing this guy. Yeah, no, it's fair. He's um, yeah, he's probably earned the right to it. And you, you look at all the moves he's made when he makes in-game adjustments, they've worked out for for the vast majority of them. And so now he always tries to downplay it and say, yeah, you know, why do you make moves? And sometimes they don't work. It's really up to the players. And it is true, right? You can put guys together, but that doesn't guarantee they'll have success. And, you know, I, I look yeah. at the combinations here. I'm, I'm intrigued mostly by the Holloway-McLeod combination and just to see, you know, Two young guys who obviously have some high confidence right now and what potentially they can do. And, you know, tonight's a great matchup because let's be honest, Chicago's, uh, you know, they are banged up, man. They got like six NHL forwards out of the lineup. They got two defensemen out of the lineup. Like it is, this is the perfect time for some, uh, some experimenting if you like, but I, I don't even know if it's experimenting more than he's just like, Hey, let's get going. And, and even in, in, I think a small part of this is he'd love to kind of jumpstart 97. Not that he's played poorly at all. His defensive game's great, but you know, scores like to score spec and McDavid. This is the longest stretch of games he's gone since a rookie. Not having two points, which is nuts to think about that. It's eight games without a multi-point game. He has seven points in the eight games, but he's never gone eight consecutive games without having at least two points since he was a rookie in 2016. Well, I asked Kevin this question this morning, and I'll, at risk of repeating ourselves, I'm going to ask you the same question. McDavid's production, it certainly in recent times, has never been this low. It, it's, he's, he's ebbing, not flowing at this point. But his game's obviously very good. But his production's never been this low, and the team's never played this well. Is there, is there, you know, is there a correlation there between McDavid, the way he's playing now, and his points are lower, and how well, how many games his team is winning? Has it got something to do with each other? I, I don't think so because I watch it. How many chances he's generating? I'm not shooting the pucks back. How many times have we seen him right in the low slot, wide open, and then he tries to pass it to the far side? Right, like his shot totals are down. Even though yep. when he's on the ice, the orders are gen- they're crushing the opposition in chances for and against. It's not like it's. Yeah. I, I think Wood guy told me it's like up to like the high dangers, like seventy percent, something you never see. Like they're dominating. They're just not finishing. Right. So, oh, yeah. so it's to me, oh, to me that his play is, I think he's leading the team. Hey, everybody's good defensively. Let's figure it out. Right. Um, the defenseman making more plays, I think is, is a bigger factor here. They're, they don't just get the puck and, uh, like, cause, and, and I, I want to give Dave Manson credit because, and I talked to a few of the defensemen today. They said, we had the, we, we worked on a year and a half on our defensive structure. So we had that. Paul Coffey came in, didn't change our defensive structure. He just said, guys, you're going to make plays now. No more getting the puck and just flipping it out of the zone. Think about, I, I went back and watched some of the early games this year, Spec. It's night and day in what they do with the puck, right? You don't, and, and they're, and it's funny, they're making more plays, but they're having fewer turnovers than they used to have, which is kind of funny when you think about it. Cause usually the guys with the most turnovers are the guys who have the puck the most, right? If you look at Fords and Edmonton's sure. defensemen aren't just flipping the puck out of the zone anymore. They look to make plays. And so I really think that I think McDavid, the good news for the orders, I don't believe McDavid is going to be a guy that's going eight games without multi-point games. Now they don't need him all the time, but do I think Fogel and McLeod are going to be point of game players at five on five forever? No, I do not. That's really hard to do. So, um, I, I think you'll get McDavid and them going back because the chances are there. It's just the finish isn't there. Well, the McDavid and Drysidle, you know, are, 
are their points are down and uh, this isn't being critical if this is what what it is and you're going to win every night who cares yep who's getting what points i've been the guy right a hundred times when do we get you know it's it's cool dominating the award show in vegas every spring you'd rather dominate you know the stanley cup final in the springtime and not even attend the stupid award show so that's the direction this team's trending now is less art ross trophies and you know more a better chance at the the real trophy here so all of that's great but i guess i i just wonder if one begets the other if if a little lesser you know if if maybe the fact that dry and mcdavid i mean when they're not on the line together jay they're on the ice for what sometimes pushing you know 45 to 48 minutes a night so if those two guys are playing a solid defensive game that's got a lot to do with the fact the Oilers are on this long run of two goals or less against per game yeah it helps there's no question about it right um although i've never been one to believe you can't do both because they always say what's the best uh defense a good offense so, uh, and that's what the orders have done. They've lowered their goals again. But last year, the orders scored spec 3.96 goals per game, right? This, in this 31 game run, they're at 3.87, basically the same, but their goals against are way down. So I, I actually, I've never bought into the only way you can reduce your goals against is by reducing your offense. I don't buy it. And there's lots of stats that will say it's not true. And the orders are proof to it. It's, and the good news is, is because I, I went and I looked. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins had 189 goals last year. Right now, they've got 77. They're on pace for 148. But the team's scoring as many goals. So the rest of the team is still scoring. Yeah. Now, I don't expect McDavid to score 64 goals every year, right? And uh, and all those guys, you know, he had f- f- four guys. Well, three guys had career years. Dreisaitl was close. But so, you know, that plays a part in it. But I, I think, and I'm not saying it's a negative at all. But don't be surprised the orders win games here, McDavid, because remember when they went on an eight-game winning streak earlier this year? McDavid was going lights out. I think you can still have both. Okay, and I think you're we're coming around to why this team certainly looks so much better. They're obviously better, you know, in the in the win-loss column, and I'm 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 sure their analytics are all improved too. Yeah. It's everybody now. Yeah. It's not you know, I, and I think let's let's go full circle. We started this, this conversation talking about Knobloch. Uh, let's get back to Knobloch. He may be the first coach that's cracked the nut of not, you know, of, of actually nurturing the bottom half of his lineup. Fair point. Of putting those guys in positions where they feel like they're pulling on the rope too and they're needed to win games. We watched this team for years, Jay. Every time they're down a goal, the coach yep. would put Drysaddle McDavid together, say, "Don't worry, these guys will do it." Everyone else sat in the bench and, you know, didn't even have a sweat, yeah. right? And it's a bad culture, and it's been a bad culture. Oh, don't worry, McDavid and Drysaddle will do everything. Yeah. How many, you know, how much have they won with that culture? They haven't won a darn thing. So, I think I'm giving Knobloch credit. East Woodcroft couldn't do it. McCullen didn't do it, and Tippett didn't do it. This is the first time I've seen a coach with a whole dressing room full of guys that feel like they're part of this thing. Yeah, that's a very valid point, and I think that's fair. And, you know, you, that's why, to me, the McLeod-Holloway uh, combination is, is intriguing to me. I, I really liked Holloway at the center ice, though. Like, I, I liked his speed. You know, he, he's a great skater, and you, and you see the guys who are great skaters. He even talked about it. He gets more puck touches, too. Um, but at the same time, he'll get more minutes if he plays on the third line. So 
Um, you know, there there is something to be said right now about this. And I still think, you know what, when they come out of the All-Star break, Nugent Hopkins and Drysaddle will just switch back. And Nugent Hopkins is your second, uh, se- or first line left winger and Drysaddle is your second line center. And away you go. If you want to switch them up here and there, go right ahead. But, uh, yeah, you know, you can't get stale. You got to no, move totally. guys around. It's yeah. a long, long season. Yeah. I, when this season started, I remember writing a piece. I thought I was so intrigued by a line with Holloway on the left side, McLeod in the middle, and Fogel on the right side. I mean, three guys with size, three guys with speed. You know, I, I think as a third line, and who knows if they ever get back to it, Holloway got hurt right away, and it just never really turned out. But I love the thought of those three guys as a third line, like a big, fast, young, you know, guys who can score a little bit. Maybe they'll get there, Jay. <laughs> I don't know. But it, to me, that's a hell of a fallback position. Yeah, 100% it is, uh, Mark Spector. Uh, join us on uh, Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, Speck, you look around. Uh, Todd McClelland uh, seething last night about the LA Kings. We had Daryl Evans on uh, earlier. Uh, they're not going in the right direction at all. You, you, now, I know that they won last night. Uh, Samsonov played unreal for Toronto in that game. Uh, there, Sheldon Keith's been on the bench losing his marbles uh, rather regularly uh, in Toronto. Um, you know, you, it's been funny. They're still just oh, just under half a season left. I have a sneaking suspicion, Speck. We still might see a few more coaching changes before the season's out. I think so. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, I would say to you that Sheldon Keith's been in Toronto for a really long time. He's got a flawed roster. That team's never going to do where, go where they want to go, right? Their goaltending is very iffy and the defense is really, really thin. So you can fire a hundred coaches in Toronto. I'd say to you, Keith's had a shot there. You know, he's been there a long, long time, survived a, a GM change. As for McClellan, man, he had that team going awfully good. He's had that team going in the right direction, and all of a sudden they're falling back. I know coaches get fired when players play bad. I get it. But I think what I heard Dowdy say last night, that we got a bunch of guys that are too worried about their own stats. You know, maybe the guy who thought an eight-year deal for Pierre-Luc Dubois should be the guy who's on the hot seat here not the head coach of that team. Is that fair? Oh, yeah. You can't always blame the coach, 100%. I, th- I think it's too easy to do. But sadly, sometimes, hey, changes happen. And, and as you've seen in Edmonton, sometimes it can work for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, I look at New Jersey. There's still lots of – although New Jersey's being banged up. I'm like, why the hell would you blame the coach? Like, the GM was the one who got all, yeah. made his defenseman all younger. And it uh, wasn't the, his decision as a coach to have all the guys injured. <laughs> Um, so yeah, New Jersey, LA, <laughs> even Ottawa, like I think Steve Steos in Ottawa, you know, bringing in Jacques Martin has done nothing to help that team. He He's a dead coach. Everybody knows he's not going to be their head coach next year. Why would you have him there? Go out. There's lots of coaches available. Yeah. Go out and find a coach that they know. Okay. This guy can implement some things here. He's not going anywhere. So I got to buck up. I, I think otherwise you're just wasting this season. Then you start in Ottawa basically from ground zero again next year as the coach comes into training camp and tries to get his systems in place, and it takes the first month to do it. Well, it is. I mean, the other side of that coin is it was a wasted season in Ottawa. They're done, right? Team's not making the playoffs. Um, so I, I guess, I, I mean, the next coach you hire in Ottawa needs to be you know, he's the coach that's supposed to finally get this group over the top. They did some stuff in Ottawa, too, talking about long yeah. contracts. You know, like they've signed a lot of young kids and given them huge security there. And, you know, 
I think we're all starting to learn something around here, around the league, about about these seven and eight year contracts, Jay. You know, they're not not every guy no. performs under one. God, up, right? no. Yes, you know, you can't. People, GMs are handing these things out like candy, and I'm here to tell you, the guys in Buffalo, the guys in Ottawa, it ain't working out, and they're young guys who are paid for the next seven or eight years, and I think that whole concept needs to get thought over a little bit here, and. Ottawa's a good sign of it. As for, look, Jacques, he'll hang around there for the year. He'll teach the kids some things. They need to hire a young, good coach and stick with a guy and, and make him part of the group. Is it Jay Woodcroft? Could be Jay Woodcroft. Who knows? Oh, yeah, he'll be back in the league, no question. Um, uh, you know, and, and if I was Jay Woodcroft, I might uh, bide my time and, and find out. Like, You go to Ottawa, Spec, you're taking over a team. Um, I, I had a, a defenseman who, who asked me not to use his name today. Tell me this, that, um, you come in, if you come into an organization as a young guy, as a defenseman and you get to be offense first, it's really hard to learn defense. Even if you're an offensive defenseman and you come in an organization and you learn defense first, man, it's much easier. And in Ottawa right now, it's offense first for their young defenseman. And that it's going to be now you're kind of used to playing one way and it can be a big challenge to learn. And, and now you can do it. It's just way harder. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the yeah, challenge well, look, in Ottawa. Ask any person who's watched the orders play as long as we have on all of our yeah. listeners here. Right. We've I'm going back to it. We've watched a lot of Art Ross trophies and heart trophies and and great power plays and all of that stuff. I haven't watched a team in the Stanley Cup final yet. You know, it's it's I know that we all love goals. I love them, too, man. And sometimes I'm watching these games. The orders are playing right now. They're one one after 40 minutes. I'm thinking, holy man, like something's got to happen here. But I'm here to tell you Hockey's the only sport, in my eyes anyway, where the game changes so markedly when it really counts in the playoffs. And we all know that hockey turns into a far more defensive game in May and June. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me to say I like that. I don't even like that. But that's just the way it is. And until you can win the way the Oilers are winning right now, right, you're not going to win when it counts. The Oilers are the prime example of a great power play a 5-4 team that never hasn't done it yet in the playoffs maybe they'll do it this year now they finally got it figured out spec we'll see you at the arena tonight have a great day all right jake it's uh the spec report brought to you by nextgentransportation.com uh five 21. We'll go uh, in the community. Got about uh, eight minutes left. Uh, Emil has the tickets uh, tonight. $600. Uh, all the money going to the uh, uh, Robin Brownlee uh, GoFundMe campaign. 833-401-1440. Uh, lower bowl uh, where the orders attack twice. If you want to go, you got about eight minutes to get in. 833-401-1440. And we'll return. And uh, hey, great uh, community event going on this weekend. Uh, and of course, it's connected to hockey. We'll talk about it. We continue on Thursday on Sports 1440. Welcome back, as always, uh, Orders Nation YouTube. We uh, appreciate you being by. Thank you very much. Of course, Gregor Show always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, get in the game. Orders heavy favorites tonight. I'm telling you, McDavid hasn't had a multiple point game in eight straight. I would take two points tonight for McDavid. Lock it in. It is happening. Uh, him and Drysaddle playing together. Uh, they've had a lot of chances. I think they are due for a little bit of what we would call a breakout game, shall we say? Breakout game. Let's uh, 
Let's get to our big guest of the day today. Big story brought to you by Silent Rides Charter Company. One of Alberta's premier bus charter companies that will safely take you or your group to your next destination. Book your ride today at silentrides.ca. Uh, he is the founder of the world's longest game. Uh, played in it many times, but uh, basically now he's just too old and he can't do it. I'm kidding, of course, but uh, Brent Sake joins us. Saker, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you doing? I am uh, I am excellent. Uh, the world's longest game, uh, uh, 72 hours for the kids. I know I know your son, I think Yoni's sons, and lots of guys, kind of like the second generation of kids are playing. That's got to be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. We have some wily veteran children out here, and uh, <laughs> they're a lot quicker than us. I ref for about two hours, and I had to get a parent to pick me up because my feet are sore already. <laughs> so what's the yeah. age? what's the age group for the kids? Uh, 10 to 16. 10 to 16. And it's, is, now is this, um, would this be considered like a new record? Cause it's, it's kids compared to adults. Like, is that different in the Guinness Book of World Records? How's that work? No, it's just an internal record. For okay. a Guinness record, you have to be 16. Oh, okay. And, uh, it was started last year with RT and Dusty and myself. And then, um, now it's playing it again here. And, uh, it's just an internal record for the kids to, we're trying to match sort of where, our first game was, I think, it was yes. eighty-two hours or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's great for the kids. It's uh, you know you lucked out, and I know hey, you're smart. You don't want to do it, and uh, you know, thankfully, it's it's not uh, two weeks ago right now where the weather yeah. was, was brutal. But um, what are, what are the challenges? Maybe you know the young guys because you know as men you kind of take care of yourself, but there's still rules. I got to stay there. They're all sleeping there, correct? Uh, no, everybody is going home. Which oh, they is, are in itself is a challenge. Cause yes. When we when we play, you have to sleep. Or you just you get catered to. There's massage. There's Cairo. There's all there. Everything's all in. And um, but some of these kids are from the West End, and they're playing three and a half hours with a six and a half hour break. So I, I know some of the parents are saying we're just leaving the gear on, put them in the truck, turn around with the gear on, and come back out. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, you know, good for them. So it's a little bit more. It's definitely as much as it is the kids. The parents got to be heavily committed for this one, is what you're saying. It, it's hundred percent that. And uh, I, I, unfortunately, most of the kids have a parent or grandparent that have gone or going through cancer, uh, and they're obviously all in. They're, the kids are playing for their dad, or I can only imagine. I know one one child is his dad's watching him play and. Yeah. Well, it tears me up, you know, because he's he's out there and his, his kids here and he's playing for his dad. So, and his dad's going through cancer right now. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. Uh, I I remember playing it, and you know what? I still remember when the young the young lad came across the ice at three in the morning, where he just got out of the cross cancer for yeah. his last treatment. And whew, even this many years later, when I think about it, it was just like yeah. it was minus twenty. We're all grumbly in the bench, and this little guy comes in. He's all excited. Hey guys! And then he tells us his story, and I could see all the guys in the bench are trying not because he's telling us his story. And then he had twenty bucks that he wanted to donate, and oh, the next hour was probably the fastest hour. Of the entire game at least for our team because uh you know it really it it gets people emotional when you think about what they're playing for and for you i think it's a great thing to kind of teach kids how to push themselves but also you know the philanthropy of helping others especially when it's someone that's connected to you yeah we're i'm hoping outside of just just i mean outside of raising money outside of uh their their community members and they're giving back they're they're hopefully understanding what it's 
what it's like to be a community member and and uh, be involved and not just watch, stand and watch from the outside sometimes if they have, if they have an opportunity take it and go for it yeah no it's uh it's great so people it's of course it's like in the past people can come and watch and, and make donations yeah. when they're on site correct out at sakers acres yeah the the map uh, if you haven't been here it's uh world's longest games uh world's longest game.ca and there's a map and that's the best there's I don't know. Maybe there's 200 people here right now just watching. And when when parents come and friends come and chirping, they had the wave going here just recently. And that uh, that why the kids are pro. I mean, they had their coach pep talk today. We had uh, <laughs> coach Kevin Lowe and oh, coach nice. Mac Teague in the pep talk before the game. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. The one the one kid he goes that, that one Kevin Lowe. I know that name, don't I? I go, yeah, you probably do. He's a Hall of Famer. Ah, not so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny. The dads are probably wanting to listen to the speech more than the kids. They're like, who are these guys? Give me Chris yeah. Nottluck. No, but it's still, uh, it's still a cool yeah. event. And of course, Craig, of course, uh, uh, Craig yeah. had, you know, battle cancer himself. So yeah. uh, I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's near and dear to his heart, uh, yeah. for sure. Uh, how's the ice holding up right now? Really good. We, we, after 20 years of doing this, uh, with all due respect to everybody that builds rinks and stuff, nobody does it better. The Zamboni crew, my buddies and family, we've perfected it. To, if it's plus 10, we'll have good ice. If it's minus 40, we'll have good ice. It's, uh, Zamboni, the chief the chief crew member there, uh, he's been doing it since 2003, and uh, he, he just tells us what he's going to do, and, and he makes it safe. And that's really the key is to make it safe for the players because if it's bad ice, that's how you get injured. Oh, hundred uh, percent. It is. So now I, I know there. When it's an, a Guinness Book of World Record game, it's pretty stickler on the rules. Uh, do, mm-hmm. do you try to enforce those same rules that you know you can't sub out? There's not other like sometimes yeah. if somebody gets hurt, maybe. And although the young kids are definitely a lot more uh, durable than the old guys are for yeah. sure. But <laughs> no, are, mm-hmm. are you playing by the same rules basically? Absolutely, we're we're going by the same deal. Ten minutes break and get back out there. There's no messing around. We're playing in the spirit, and these guys are flying. I'm just watching it now. Um, they're 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 playing it the right way. I had a little talk with them after the, the first period, if you want to call it, saying you're playing hard. You're not busting the goalie and all that stuff. And uh, but they're not quitting. Like they're fighting for the puck and doing the thing and. It's it's good game to watch. This is the younger group, the ten to thirteen year olds. Okay, and uh, right after is the fourteen to sixteen, and we got some guys that are signed. <laughs> Paul and Chuck's out here playing, and one of his friends. And like, there's it's going to be some pretty pretty good hockey here later tonight. So, and you guys are going all night? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And goes till what time? Okay. When does it end? Uh, six o'clock on Sunday. Six o'clock on uh, Sunday. How many ref? How many refing shifts do you have? Uh, well, I go every time Jesse does. So every, but I did bail on two hours of his shift here already. <laughs> I got a, I guess I got a parent to fill in for me that was in the stands. All right, okay. And um, how how many kids have told you off in your bad refing skills so far? A lot. They said get an eye doctor. Yeah, well, I am an eye doctor. Exactly, exactly. I was just gonna say, geez, you, finally it's fitting, eh? Finally the eye doc. This is like the perfect job for you. <laughs> Where can people make donations? Oh, thanks. Uh, it's uh, worldlongestgame.ca. Uh, go on that website and you'll see we've done something kind of special this year uh, with the Alberta Cancer Foundation Care, Can- 
Cure Cancer, um, the U of A, uh, uh, Stollery, Ben Stelter. Basically, what I did is chat to all of them and say, I need help, and you guys need to tell me where the money needs to go. So I was advised very well with all the groups, and um, it's going to go through some amazing programs you can read about on the website. And, and or come. And hey, we, we started a new rule this year. It's called the Gregor rule. Oh, yeah? What's that? Uh, well, last year when you played, we all kept score by ourselves, right? So we don't have scorekeepers here, so everybody's keeping score for themselves now. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, see, little ticks on the board again. Oh, okay. Well, hey, that's, <laughs> that's good. Although I don't I don't recall keeping score for myself. I that, think someone that, else that was, did. Yeah, because you, had, uh, you were getting... So many goals or so much money per goal or something like that. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. I was getting to it. But I wasn't keeping track of my goals. Somebody else was, thank God. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah geez. Buddy, I lost count. There were so many. Are you kidding myself? <laughs> <laughs> well, Saker, man, you do a lot, uh, uh, you know, in the community. Town. It's a great initiative, and I love it because it's getting the kids and the next generation of them to understand that uh, philanthropy is very exciting. It's very important, and it's more, most importantly very fulfilling to do it. So yeah. uh, good on you and all the kids and all the parents and everybody who's allowing their kids this opportunity. Thanks, buddy. Awesome. Appreciate it. That's uh, Dr. Brent Sake at uh, Saker's Acres. If you haven't been out, the facility is unbelievable, man. Like, it's an outdoor rink. <laughs> it's so nice. And and I think if you took your son or daughter to watch these kids, I guarantee a lot of those kids would be like, hey, could I do that next time? And that's and that's what you want. Right? It's It's tiring. There's no question about it, especially when they're going back and forth because now they're losing sleep time in between. So those those little uh, those kids are going to be a little bit bagged uh, by the time this is all over. But man, what an experience from the age of ten to sixteen! So uh, good for all the kids, good for all the parents. I think it's fantastic, and, and the amount of money that Brent and and his team have raised uh, over the years for the cross cancer it's 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 amazing. And uh, I like that Brent really gets involved in it because he wants to know where their money's going. They have it specific to each time. And he, like they built machines that have helped save lives for people. And that is uh, that is awesome. Uh, 537. I should say they've helped funded machines. They obviously didn't build them themselves. They helped the funding to get the machine built. But you probably knew what I meant. Uh, when we come back, we'll get to the uh, lineup and more on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Live in the E-Well studio. E-W-E-L dot C-A. 541. Welcome back. It is game day on Sports 1440. Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook where the Oilers are taking on the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Calvin Pickard will get the uh, start. Uh, the Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. As uh, we are, we got a few quick uh, texts coming. Hey, guys, did you happen to see the uh, reaction to uh, Patrick Waugh in, uh, in Montreal? They sure love their players. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, think about it. One, two Stanley Cups for him. The last two Stanley Cups in that uh, organization's history. So I get it, Connor. It's not. Uh, it's not a real uh, shock to me. And 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 how he left was he didn't ask. He didn't want to get traded because you know his money stuff. He just didn't like how uh, Trombley handled it, and he was like, "I'm out." And and I know Quebecers are very emotional. I think a lot of them respected him for it. Just because. Now, they might not have liked it, but they look back and say, you know what? You do that to me, I probably would have done the same thing. So, it's uh, he's uh, he's never said anything bad about the fans of the city. So, uh, you know what? I totally understand uh, why he's so beloved by uh, Montreal fans. 
Now uh, the Canadians are up three nothing. Yes. Can he, can he lace him up, or is that against the rules? They could use it, maybe. Oh yeah, like his. Hey guys, we love our new coach. We love it. We're coming back home, and it's it's going to be great. And then it's just like boom, boom, boom. What? The, we're down three nothing. Oh my god, could you imagine if it was got to like eight nothing? And then uh, the New York Islanders, Sorokin's like on the like. I'll tell you right now. Did did Patty Watt change his goalie yet? I haven't even looked. But uh, trust me, I don't think he's going to let the goalie stay in too long in Montreal uh, tonight. Uh, let's get to the uh, Sherwood Power Sports lineup report uh, brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine, uh, where they are the exclusive spot in Sherwood Park for all things Yamaha, which include Yamaha boats, ATVs, dirt bikes, side-by-sides, motorcycles, and boat motors. Get yours at Sherwood Power Sports and Marine, and their big uh, grand reopening is coming in the springtime. It's going to be great. Great time. So the orders, as I mentioned, Calvin Pickard will get the uh, start in goal. Stuart Skinner gets the uh, the night off. He started the last five. Uh, it makes sense to give uh, Pickard. Hey, Pickard's 3-0 during this uh, winning streak for the Edmonton Orders. Take on the Blackhawks. Nurse with CeCe, Ekholm and Bouchard. Kulak and uh, DeHarnay remain together on the back end. Up front, you will have McDavid centering Hyman and Leon Dreisaitl tonight. Nugent Hopkins with Kane and Fogel. McLeod will center Holloway and Connor Brown. And uh, Derek Ryan in the middle with Sam Gagne and Matthias Janmark. Corey Perry expected to make his Oilers debut with the jersey number 90 on Saturday afternoon's affair against the Nashville Predators. The uh, Chicago Blackhawks, oh my goodness, it's almost a matter of who isn't in the lineup for the Blackhawks because uh, they have $29.25 million sitting uh, on the IR right now uh, with uh, Taylor Hall, Andreas, uh, Andreas Athanasiu, Connor Bedard, Tyler Johnson, Anthony Beauvillier, Connor Murphy, Nikita Zaitsev. That's like six veterans and the number one overall pick. Guys who would be in your lineup every night. So uh, that is a tough pill to swallow for the Blackhawks. So uh, their lineup, uh, Nick Felino with Kurashev and uh, Radish, uh, Jason Dickinson, who's been probably the Hawks' best, most consistent player uh, all year, especially with Bedard out, uh, with Joey Anderson and Colin Blackwell. Uh, Mackenzie Entwistle between Ryan Donato. Uh, Lucas Reichel's getting back in the lineup tonight. Uh, Zach Sanford with Reese Johnson and Boris Kachuk on the back end. Alex Vlasic, Seth Jones, Kevin Korchinski and Jacob Magna, uh, Jared Tenori, Tenori and Isaac Phillips. Like, I like some of the, like, Vlasic, really good young defenseman Phillips. I got some size back there, but they are really young and inexperienced. And uh, the Edmonton Oilers, you look at their lineup like, I'm sorry, this is a mismatch. It is a massive mismatch right now. And I would be stunned if the Oilers losing streak ends tonight. I think they're going to go to 15, and I think they're going to become the fifth team in NHL history to have 15. Joining the uh, 2013 Penguins, who won 15, the 82 Islanders, who won 15, the Blue Jackets of 2017, won 16, and then, of course, the Penguins of 1993, only NHL record at 17 games. And uh, you're this close. It's definitely doable for the Edmonton Oilers, but... Uh, you gotta, you gotta get six, you gotta get 15 before you can get to 17. And, uh, 15 tonight is against the Chicago Black Hawks, which will be, uh, it's, it's gonna be quite the, uh, I think tonight, honestly, I think McDavid is due for a little bit of a, a Connor McDavid like game with the points. He's played exceptionally well. I'm not saying he hasn't played well, but offensively, the points have not been there to the level that he expects. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the night, you're like, oh, Connor McDavid had three points. I would not be shocked. Whatsoever. 
And uh, speaking of the Lions, we'll let you hear from the uh, head coach and uh, why he decided now is the time to, uh, to shake up his lineup a little bit. I often think, um, you know, as coaches, we overreact. We change things up more than they need to. Often it's um, up to the players to figure things out, work things out. And um, there obviously is times where you are changing things up for, um, you know, a strategy or for line matches or something like that. But, um, you know, I think last game it was just ultimately we need to make a change. We were very stale. We need to freshen things up, and they responded in the third period. They did respond. Uh, they had four new line combinations, and three of them scored. Right, McDavid with the dry subtle line scored. Uh, Kane with Nugent Hopkins and Fogel scored, and then uh, Holloway, uh, McLeod, and Brown scored. And uh, they would love that to continue tonight. So uh, we will see how it is for the Edmonton owners looking for win number fifteen. It's crazy to think about, man. Like, you know how many like the hundred and six years in the NHL. And I did the number. There's been like, because you have 39 franchises historically in the NHL. Now there's the 32 current. Now you've had some teams like the Colorado Rockies, who, you know, were from KC, then they went to New Jersey. That's still one franchise. They moved to different cities. It's one franchise. The Atlanta Thrashers, Winnipeg Jets, one franchise. But uh, there has been 32 because there's seven defunct that just, you know, the, like the Montreal Maroons didn't go anywhere. They just died. The Montreal Wanderers, the Hamilton Tigers. Uh, the uh, St. Louis Eagles, right? Uh, Philadelphia. Um, trying to think of, and I'm missing one. But anyway, you, you get the drift. And of those, all the years they played, and then you add in uh, all the teams each year, you're talking 1,600 teams. And only five, well, four currently, five to have uh, won 15 in a row. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. So, um, good for the uh, good for the orders to uh, to get there. And I hope the fans are enjoying it. I'll say this: the building once the orders got rolling last game, lots of energy in there. Fans are excited as they should be. This is, you know, it, you could nitpick about it, or you could just look and say, "Man, I'm seeing something you're probably never going to see again." Honestly, and I, I don't think they'll you'll, you'll ever see it again. When you look at how hard it is to do. And the fact that the Orders just won eight in a row, and now three, and now uh, fourteen, they win tonight. That means they're twenty-three and three. Twenty-three and three over uh, a span of uh, twenty-six games. Like, let's say you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Beat Nashville. Now you're 24 and 3 in one third of the season. It's crazy. It's also crazy that uh, Boston did that uh, over a course of a year and won 66 games. Like, are you joking? <laughs> they basically won 22 every third. So that's how good they were last year. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, congratulations, Emil. He uh, was the uh, winner. 600 Bones is going to the game tonight, celebrating and also uh, supporting uh, the Brownlee family in our GoFundMe campaign. We are getting so close. Very close. You want to help out tonight? Hey, hey whatever. You know what? Uh, if the owners get to 15, I'll do 15 bucks. Awesome. It all adds up, but uh, you can go to sports1440.ca, and that's where you can see the uh, uh, the donation page. You click on it. It's very simple, and away you go. Con man, um, you've talked about it uh, a little bit. Uh, we talked a lot about the Edmonton owners. Um, what do you think Like realistic chances are? Like, Do you see them finishing ahead of Vegas? Is Vegas kind of coming back around? It's going to be a real dogfight. What's your expectations as we get it closer to the second half of the season? I mean, just the way the Edmonton Oilers have played – I I don't know how they're going to slow down all of a sudden. Like they they just seem to be playing very good hockey. I'm not saying they're going to run the table. We actually had a caller come call in while we were on air saying I think the Oilers are going to lose three or four of the remainder of the season. I'm not going to say that, but five games in hand of Vegas down seven points. They're they're hitting their stride. Vegas, you know, obviously the last couple games they they have been playing a lot better. Six three and one. I think they're back, but without Jack Eichel. I really do think the Edmonton Oilers can find a way to get it done. I am curious, Gregor, to see how they will respond when they hit a little adversity, when they, you know, lose a game or two. Is it a, a team that's going to allow it to snowball and, you know, turn into a streak? Or do they squash that, forget it, and start up another three, four, five game winning streak? You know, that that's what it's going to be to me. And I do think they will catch up to the Vegas Golden Knights. Like I said, those five games in hand are going to be big. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers not relying on those overtime losses to get points here. Only one overtime loss. The Vegas Golden Knights sitting at six. The Oilers only have one less regulation victory. So I think the Oilers find a way to get it with done. five games in hand. With five games in hand, exactly. So it's 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 pretty ridiculous. We had a lot of people at the start of the year, the very optimistic people, texting in saying, you know, well the St. Louis Blues they went from worst to first. Why can't the Oilers and I was a little more pessimistic knowing that the Blues went on that 11-game winning streak. Now we've seen the Oilers knock off eight gamers and now a 15-gamer. Uh, I, I think they're locked in. The The mindset of the team is still, we still got to keep going. You know, we still have the LA Kings on our trail. We know that the Kraken could go on a run at some point, similar to what we did. I, I think they're just in a, a spot where they're a more mature team. They know that what they've done has been great but they put themselves in such a bad position to start the year. They've got to keep it going. So I do think they will track down the Vegas Golden Knights and surpass them. Hey, boys, Nurse has an ice to puck in ages. That's how impressive Coffee's mindset has been. When the middle is open, playable, you don't just have to dart the puck down the ice. Uh, well, think, yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. I think uh, we've seen fewer icings for sure. 
you know, I, I look at the play of Vincent DeHarnay. Like to me, he is just you. You go back and you just see the difference in a player and how much more confident he is handling the puck. Because when you had a coach, and the coach didn't just say, "Hey, make plays and walk away," then he showed him a lot of videos of, "Hey, you can make this play. Here's a here's a situation where you made the play, so just do it again." And then you're like, "All right, I guess I can do it," and uh, and away you go. So it's uh, it has been a revelation, no question. Now, are there going to be some um, some bumps in the road? Of course, right? But you know, they won eight in a row, then they lost three, and now they've won fourteen in a row. So they've uh, found, you know you don't want to lose three in a row, uh, ideally coming off of this uh, I'm sure there'll be a little bit of an emotional letdown when you eventually lose whenever that is but order fans are like just for the storyline I wanted to get to Saturday they win and then you have a chance to tie the NHL record against the defending Stanley Cup champs no one can then say you didn't earn it okay no one can say that you didn't earn it you just beat the Stanley Cup champions on the road pretty impressive and then they would be in Anaheim to take on the Ducks to break the record Woo. With two days in between games, too. So, it could be fun. On behalf of uh, Connor Halley, Declan Kruger, I'm Jason Greger. If you missed any part of the show, go to jasongreger.com. All the individual interviews are there. And uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, of course, you can have uh, the Jason Greger show. And uh, Connor has uh, all... I think he's already got the first few hours already up. So, they're already up uh, as you go along. So, uh, enjoy the game tonight. Please drive safe. Turn your lights on as you make your way home. Be safe so uh, we can all chat again tomorrow. Let's get to the Command Sports 1440 update brought to you by Douglas Mattress. You can experience their industry-leading risk-free trial, 365-night risk-free trial. If you don't like it, you get a full refund. No questions asked. And uh, Douglas then donates those mattresses to local charities. Get yours today. Go to douglas.ca slash Oilers Nation to get the promo.